0: Secretary of the Navy, Carlos Del Toro, was born in Havana, Cuba. He was a refugee. He came to the United States in 1952. And today, this New Yorker, he was raised in Hell's Kitchen as a kid, uh, has a story to tell. He starts a story the way we started our title on this presentation. From Midway to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, We already had a story about Iraq and Afghanistan and we had a story about World War II and those heroes from that past. Now let's go to New Yorkers and those who joined after the invasion of a small country, Kuwait. And we're going to talk to first... um, Well, not really talk to them, but listen to them, Secretary del Toro. And then from Secretary del Toro, we have others who will tell us about Memorial Day, the service of so many, and the sacrifice that many did and took. And to this day, they bear the scars of it from Gulf War disease, as it's called, and and other conditions that they suffer from uh, protecting Saudi Arabia and other Arab allies from a rampaging strongman. Sounds familiar, right? Think about Ukraine and Eastern Europe right now. Well, that's what Saddam Hussein was doing in 1991. And so from midway, where the United States changed the course of World War II in the Pacific, and started towards the liberation of many areas that had been occupied by the other side of the Axis powers, Japan, as they stormed across and took one-sixth of all humanity underneath their prosperity spear that was nothing but an opportunity for them to persecute so many people in order to get their resources. The U.S. eventually won that war and has come back time and again as is the situation. Secretary Del Toro says it in this speech he gave at the Memorial Day Parade celebration in Washington, DC.
1: As you may know, this week marks the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Midway when the fate of the Pacific and our country rested on the shoulders of United States sailors and Marines through grit ingenuity, skill, they handed our adversary the first major defeat of the war and set the stage for the long struggle ahead. Like every other sailor, marine, soldier, and coast guardman who fought in World War II, the veterans of Midway met the moment and they changed the world. They made it clear that the United States will never sacrifice our beloved principles, and they sent a clear signal to authoritarian states everywhere that we will never, never back down. Just like those brave souls, generation after generations of Americans have risen to carry freedom's torch over the past eight decades. They rose to defend freedom in Korea, Vietnam, the Cold War, Desert Storm, Iraq, Afghanistan, and many other conflicts. Today we remember them all, and we honor their memory of those who never returned. The opportunities we have today were paid for by the blood and the sacrifice of those warriors. We can never forget them. We can never forget their families. They answered their nation's call. They placed themselves in harm's way, and they fulfilled their oath to the fullest extent. We will carry their legacy forever in the United States Armed Forces, and we will always stand ready alongside our allies and our partners to defend the peace and security that forged through generations of service and sacrifice. So on behalf of a grateful nation, I thank all who have served and all who continue that sacred mission today. May God bless the memory of all who have fallen. May God look after the families they left behind, and may God forever bless the United States of America. Thank you.
0: The Ambassador of Kuwait. Well, you never thought that I would have Ambassador Salim Abdullah al-Jabbar al-Sabas speech here today. (laughs) The outgoing ambassador of Kuwait is someone who has been in the United States since June of 2001. That is how long Ambassador al-Saba has been here. Ambassador al-Saba has been the ambassador of Kuwait to Korea prior to that in 1998 and He's pretty much about to retire. Uh, the ambassador speaks about what Memorial Day means to Kuwait and many other small nations around the world and, and uh, around different parts of Europe and, and many other places where Americans have gone forth from these shores in order to defend those who can't fight for themselves and their freedom. And what it means to them and to those who they fought for. Here is Ambassador Del Saba and why Kuwait will always remember Memorial Day of the United States. will always remember those who came to fight for their freedom. Many from New York City, many from other places. Here is Ambassador Del Saba's remarks.
2: you in the audience may be thinking why is the ambassador of Kuwait here? Why is he talking to us today? Well for those of you over 40 probably remember why but for those of you under 40 you probably don't know why so here's why we're here so 32 years ago my country was aggressed and brutally occupied by a larger neighbor and America sends its finest men and women halfway across the world to liberate a small country, my country, which is the size of New Jersey. And maybe at that time, half of America didn't even know what Kuwait was or what Kuwait is. (coughs) But America did the right thing, and America stood at that time at the right side of history. So I'm here today to tell you that Kuwait will never forget (coughs) what America did for us 32 years ago. And our gratitude to what you did and your sacrifices to us will always be engraved in our hearts and always be in our minds. And we're teaching our younger generations what America stands for, what America did for us. And I stand in front of you today as an ambassador of a free, independent, and sovereign country because of what you did for us, because of your sacrifice. So we're here to say thank you. We're here to say we will always remember and Jim, you know we will always be part of this parade. We've been the proud participants of this parade for the last fifteen years, and we will be a proud supporter and participator in this parade as we move forward too. Thank you, Jim. Thank you so much. And thank you for I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you
0: very much. First, we go back to a New Yorker again to tell us about his service during the Gulf War. If you heard Ambassador Dosaba, he mentioned how 40 years ago, if you mentioned Kuwait and war in the Gulf, everybody remembered the day when the skies above Baghdad became illuminated with a voice that came out from there oh so long ago. Regardless of where you were in the world at that time, you heard those words and you also heard the statements of a strong American president who was in the White House then. That even with the world fearing what would happen in the Middle East, with a strong man rampaging out, there was George Herschel Walker Bush, who stood up and said, this aggression would not stand that Kuwait would be free, and that Saddam would be forced to give up the gains that he tried to take, gains that were improperly taken. Speeches may be that we remember from that time, speeches that many of us probably don't really give much credence to these days, considering it's a different world. But it was a different time, and service and country and sacrifice We're still very much part of the day to day vocabulary of many Americans who answered the call. Many Americans who came forward and said they would serve and they would come and help their country. It is, of course, something that we often think about, and talk about, and raise issues and questions about, and that is something we talked about, uh, you know, not too long ago, and talked about with people who are like Gary Javier. A Filipino-American who was living here in New York at the time. He joined the United States Air Force and he has his own story to tell. Gary is still very active in New York City life. You may see him in different parts of Queens, and Brooklyn, and Manhattan, and wherever else he may be. And he says it was what he learned during that conflict that led him to be the man that he is today. Let's listen to Gary first. Tell us about what service meant and what Memorial Day means to him and other Filipino Americans who served. But uh, could you tell me what what it means? Memorial Day means for someone who has served. I know this isn't Veteran's Day, this is, this is about those who didn't come home. Right. It's a little bit different.
3: Uh, I mean, I'm proud to have served. Uh, it, was, uh, it was something that I always wanted to do ever since I was young. Um, but Memorial Day became more, uh, how do you say, special because I, I, you know a few people that have served I personally don't know anybody that uh, did not come home. So the ones that uh, I have served with did come home. Mm -hmm. But because you have served, you can feel for the people that have served and did not come home. So that's what makes it a little bit more special uh,
0: with Memorial Day than the average Joe out there. Um, Memorial Day was, was different for him after, uh, you know, after he, uh, you know, saw all that happened to those who he joined with. Right. And, you know, he, he'd call them up like, you know, okay, these are guys he served with. And, well, sila uh They're gone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well,
3: you know what it is from a philosophical standpoint. Uh, and this is me uh i was actually i went to the Persian go War. i was there for uh, six months to a year uh but i was in the military uh for eight years basically and the people that you serve with they become family they become close to uh, they become close to you and, and, and uh, you know, whether you know them or not, they, you know what they have gone through, you know that they've gone through basic training, they've gone through process, procedures, uh, you know, they, uh, they've they gone through an echelon to uh, get to a uh, level of where they are. So you know everything about how they got there. And that's what makes it special because everybody can relate to one another in that sense. So whether you know the person or not, you feel for that person if they did not come home. Because, you know, when I was in prison Gulf War, it, you know, it wasn't a long war. It lasted, you know, four months. But the initial stage of going and knowing that you may not come back, you know, it's it's very tough for somebody to, uh, to absorb, let alone for a family. Uh, and again, uh, looking at it from a philosophical standpoint, I mean, uh And financial industry. And, you know, a lot of the times when I'm dealing with life insurance, you know, you will encounter someone passing someone's death. Up to this point, I still can't. Uh, it's hard for me to handle somebody's death, even though it's part of my job. With that being said, you know, the uh, civilians out there, to know what memorial means, memorialize, an event like that, they won't have a true understanding of Memorial Day. Unless they have experienced, you know, uh, what those people who have not come home did not ex- uh, have not experienced or they have experienced what they have gone through in the military, they won't understand that. So for those uh, civilians, it's no knock on them, but it's really all about memorializing someone that was close to them or knowing what they have felt or being patriotic and how patriotic are they so this way they feel that you know so it gets very emotional in that sense because when someone passes it's very tough to deal with
0: for Filipinos you know who and, and let's face it a lot of Filipinos came to America because they're Lolo, sir. You know, uh, you know, or, or, or their fathers, sir. Right. Uh, th- does this day be more meaningful for many Filipinos who are from military backgrounds? Yeah, it, it would depend. Uh, you know, the, the, there's a lot of
3: Filipinos that came from the Philippines that that joined. You know, for the purpose of becoming a U.S. citizen. Uh, so that means a lot for those that grew up here because, you know, their grandfather, you know, uh, it was their, this was their ticket to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And and now they're here. So again, it means something to them, so it should be
0: meaningful for them, you know, on a day like this. Do you think there should be more emphasis of uh, we teaching our children and, and, you know, our grandkids, hey, you know, uh, Lolo was
3: active, It's, you know, it, 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 uh, the uh, the fact that U.S. played a big role in the Philippines should not be downplayed. You know, because like I said, it, 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 there's a lot of us that came here via through the military. You know, for our grandfathers honor, and uh, and then from there they basically uh, gave that uh, knowledge and wanted to join me. I knew my grandfather was in the military, but in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So that structure was always in there for me.
0: I see. So do you have anything, like a a kind of message or something you'd like to say to other Filipino Americans who served or family members who lost someone uh, and are thinking about them this day? Uh, Appreciate what
3: you have. Because those that actually served, you know, they just served for whatever reason. Everybody had their own reasons for serving. Uh, but. For those that have never been in the military, that, that uh, you know have, don't have a true understanding of Memorial Day.
0: You remember we teased you a little bit about what Gary learned in his service and, and what it all meant to him. And the uh, and the long and short of it that serving in the military taught him the importance of having certain skills that allowed him to provide for others, for his family, for himself, and for people who worked with him. Gary learned those skills in a unique way by having a unique tool with him when he wound up in the Middle East during Operation Desert Shield, and later through to Desert Storm. You served in what branch of service? Air Force. Air Force, okay. Yeah, uh, Air, any particular... United United States. United States Air Force,
3: I, I enlisted straight out of high school, and you get this, uh, it's a funny story actually, because um, this is how I decided to join the military in... Uh, the military actually guided me to go into the financial industry, into the business world. being okay. uh, Venus, uh, you know, when I got deployed to the Persian Gulf War, mm-hmm. out of 300 guys I was the only one that brought clippers, you know, to cut hair. <laughs> And uh, what happened was uh, like I said, the prison Gulf War only lasted for about three months, four months, but we were there for a good six, seven months, eight months. During those downtime I would cut everybody's hair. Hmm. And uh you know, five dollars a pop. So I was making a lot more money doing that and my military pay. but more importantly i was cutting hair for guys at the supply room they give me t-shirts for free and i would uh trade those t-shirts with the saudi arabians uh, the french guys you know the uniforms so i was doing a lot of wheeling and dealing while i was over there at saudi arabia and it's only then did i realize you know what i don't belong in the medical field which is what i was in in the medical corps i belong in the business world so when i came back i decided you know what let me take up business. Let me do that, and, uh, and
0: this is where I wanted to go. Okay, so that's a that's a memory for you for this day. Uh one hundred percent. That's what it brings me. Yeah. You know? Hey, you know whatever whatever it is, whatever it is, you served. You know, and by cutting those people's hair, you made you made their service even easier, probably or better, especially in that desert heat. Anyone no. who's been there knows it. <laughs>
3: well, like you said, going back to Memorial. You live there with those people. There are a few of them that did not come back, and you know that you know it was meaningful. Mm-hmm. And you know what they mean, uh, what they've gone through, and they become a family because they've gone through what you have gone through.
0: A Very interesting story by Gary Javier about what exactly service meant during that time. I'm Mike of New York, this has been our Memorial Day look-back from Memorial Day to Midway, to Liberation in Kuwait Day, to a guy from Midtown, who is now doing a lot all over town. I'm Mike of New York. Have a pleasant day. Thank you for being on our podcast tonight.